2: Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, and Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naaman. Ah! Good.
1: Bad. I'm the guy with the gun.
3: Hello,
4: folks. And I'd like to say I want to welcome myself back here. This is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show, welcoming myself back because I just went through a pretty major knee replacement. So the last three weeks, we've had Scott McAfee on, and I want to thank him for filling in for me Scott McAfee and then I had Rick Travis from this California Rifle and Pistol Association for the last two weeks and uh, they're doing yeoman's work over at the California Rifle and Pistol Association so I want to thank them for filling in for me today we're having a great show or going to have a great show but I have to throw out my disclaimer up front I'm on painkillers and painkillers say You shouldn't be operating any heavy equipment at the same time. So I'm not sure the weight of this microphone, so we'll see how this show goes. But we're we're moving forward with it anyway. And I want to thank you for all the kind words and thoughts and notes I got after my surgery. And it looks like we're healing up fine. So hopefully we'll have a great year this year and we're moving on. Hey, for those of you who are keeping track of things that are happening on today, actually, if you should be out there driving home as we speak from America's Rifle Match. Now, the these guys put this on. This is from Forward Assist Training, Ken Takahashi, Forward Assist Training, America's Rifle Match. This is the NRA's Rifle Match. It's every three months or so. It goes on at Borough Canyon. It's a great event. And I want you to understand, when we say match just think of it as a shooting event it's an excuse to get your rifle out and do some practice so forward assist training ken takahashi their next event is going to be july 15th but they did have one today unfortunately i wasn't able to have him on last week since i had a substitute in but hopefully that's working out pretty well find out more you can email Ken at forwardassist with two T's, A-S-S-I-S-T-T dot com. Next week, next Saturday, the World Series of Rifle Shooting is in Winchester, California. So that's just around the Temecula area on some private land. So this World Series of Rifle Shooting, it's going to be a great event, um, 30 caliber or less. And your rifle has to be less than 17 pounds, but it's from 150 to 800 yards shooting 80 rounds first time ever it's going to be out here in california this should be an annual event you'll find out more at world series of shooting.com world i'm going to try and make it out there just to watch i won't be shooting yet but i'll just be watching of course april 1st um this is not april fool's day or it is April Fool's Day, but this is not the joke. April 1st is the next IDPA, uh, International Defensive Pistol Association, shoot at Prado Olympic Park in, uh, in the Chino area. Prado Olympic Shooting Park, April 1st, IDPA. This is the CCW practice. If you have a CCW or are thinking about getting a CCW, this is some of the best practice you're going to get. It's a, about eight different stages that they shoot. You shoot from retention and from cover. Um, cover meaning what you're wearing. So you have the opportunity to draw and fire in a controlled event, watch some people who are great. Like, uh, Jason Takahashi or Jason who was out in my show, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Sorry. That's the pain pills kicking in there. Um, and he won, I think he won the last two events. So it's, doing awesome for him april 23rd if you have the opportunity we'll be back out in avenal avenal is next to Coalinga, which is next to nothing but it's about a four-hour drive north of here but we do the long-range shooting course out there 50 shots from 180 to 900 yards A lot of fun. It should be beautiful green hills. Now, if you go back in July and it's brown and ugly, well, you missed it. But April 23rd, Avenel Long Range Shooting Course is going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, June 23rd through 25th, we have the Pigapalooza. We'll be up in King City. Uh, This is our annual hog hunt. I have two spots still open. You can PM me on Facebook at Firing Lion Radio Show if you're interested in that. But so far, we've gone every year for the last five years, sometimes a couple times a year. Everybody has gotten their pig. Um, and we're talking groups of 10 to 14 people. So every, every weekend we're out there, there's a lot of animals. It's a great hunt, great event, have a great barbecue afterwards. So that's, that's all we have going on. So I'm I am glad to be back. I'm glad that you had some nice thoughts for me. And I am very, very glad to be introducing my special guest today, because this is somebody who has been in radio for numerous years, somebody that I've been a fan of, and I'm able to share some of his experience with you today. His name is Brian Suits. Brian Suits from Dark Secret Place. Brian, welcome to the show.
1: Now, tell me more about your name. Enough about me. Let's talk about your name.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, Okay. Um, I had a medial knee compartment replacement. I, at- I had a anterior cruciate installed because I tore that 30 years ago. And then I had some meniscus removed. So I had um, three surgeries in one about three weeks ago.
1: Oh, I was actually kidding. But, 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 I, but I, I do feel bad for you.
4: So, oh, thank you for that. So, I've got the sympathy vote coming in. Now, Brian, Dark Secret Place is kind of a specialty radio programming, which is something that I've enjoyed uh, through the years. You have your podcasts that are going, but tell us a little bit about what your show's about.
1: I, you know, I advertised it as uh, tracking the world melting down because, as anyone who follows uh, current events knows, there's nothing new. About 2017, it's no different than 2007 or 1997. The world is always melting down, and so I I drill down pretty pretty deeply in into um, you know tracking trends and then and then uh, projecting uh, outcomes in the South China Sea or especially war on terror kind of stuff and 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 obviously American involvement even though we've sort of wound down over the past. Uh, five or six years, you know that some in in other ways we're spinning back up conventionally in Eastern Europe and the south china sea and so it's it's everything from the macro um uh, you know big picture here's how the world is shaping up, and this is where China is investing uh their future defense dollars and and things like that down to the micro uh of the army's new handgun selection you know or stuff like that and um, and that's, it's, it's basically what I'm doing What in between being on the show. It's, it's, uh, this, it's almost like my URL history only I'm, I'm broadcasting it.
4: Yeah. Just exactly what you're, what you're, what you're interested in. you get to be on the air and talk about it. Now you're doing podcasts that anybody can subscribe to, correct?
1: Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, um, Andy Dean, formerly the host of America now. Uh, on premiere. And then I used to fill in for him. That's how we met. He started a company called dot com, And basically if you have an idea, if you want to do a daily show or weekly show, if you, if you've got 30 minutes in you and you think it would be interesting to people, you go to ConnectPal, uh and you start uploading your podcast. And if you want to charge zero for it, you can, um, you can charge one ninety nine a month, two ninety nine, you know, whatever the market bears, and uh, and so it's a great way to get uh, to to sort of sort of find out if if you you belong in that world. Um, but uh, that's where uh, my so my show uh, and thank you for asking uh, is connectpal dot com uh, slash dark secret place. So when you just when you go to connectpal dot com, you can just search for dark secret place.
4: And do you have a website also?
1: Um no because I'm I'm changing my digital home to the The maven is going to launch in April and it is a uh a expert based um network um that is going to have everything on, on, from politics to car maintenance to whatever and the main thing is we're going to have, um a, Mobile app, but the main product web is going to be on the mobile app. And when <clears throat> when I launch uh, in April on the Maven, then I'll be you know pinning on the app. Uh, you're going to get daily up, hourly up. There's some breaking news somewhere, you know, like a today there was a here on the 17th there was a, a shooting, and initially you know your reflexes, uh oh, more terrorism, more ISIS inspired terrorism. And it turned out to be uh, a school shooting, and and so that would be something wh- where when, when we do launch that, that if if you are following me, then I would I would give you real time intelligence, and that's kind of what we're what I'm a- what I'm aiming at um, is to start using social media from uh, so, uh, like some of my sources for dark secret place are, for instance, people physically in Syria, um, and I mean Syrian citizens, and so. Um, so, I want to translate that into a real time uh, civilian accessible intelligence network to, so that if if whoever you are you're a private company um, or you're a tra you're someone considering traveling to europe or or whatever something like that you'd be able to see country by country in in almost real time based on social media. Um, you know what the what the environment is? Is it permissive? Is it semi-permissive? Is it non-permissive? As as they say in special forces.
4: I think that's awesome. So that's the Maven M A V E N the maven.net, starting off April first.
1: Yeah, we're we're actually sort of launching our beta. If you want to get in on board or early, that's when you'll be able to download the beta and and see um, stuff be going on uh, on on the net.
4: Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show with Brian Suits. We'll be right back after this.
5: A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If
6: you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself
5: on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at BullseyeSport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull!
2: This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you
1: primitive
3: screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Boomstick!
4: Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman, of course, you can always get our podcasts at FiringLineRadio.com or check us out on our Facebook at Firing Line Radio Show. And you know, as a regular listener, that every week our conversation is going to be about the latest in firearms, hunting, gun rights, everything afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And you should know by now that our favorite faithful companion is Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. You've heard me talk about the Firing Line Gun of the Month Challenge created in response to the anti-gun legislation in uh, Excremento, California. Bullseye Sport is one of the establishments participating in the challenge. Each month, there's a special offer for a firearm. March Gun of the Month is a Springfield XD 9mm. 10-rounder for 429 bucks, Plus, there's a manufacturer rebate, including four magazines, a holster, and a mag holder. Call the store for more information, 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. 951-823-0211. That's 951-823-0211. Joining me here back on the line, I have Brian Suits. Brian Suits from The Dark Secret Place, great radio show, and soon to be the maven.net. Brian, um, you just heard me talk about our gun of the month challenge. I don't know if you remember last year, but one of the unbelievable bills that uh, excremental California put forth to the governor's desk was you were only going to be allowed to buy one firearm per month, whether it's a long gun, handgun or whatever. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, and of course, for handguns, that's been the law for how many years now? Uh, Many. Um, That you could only buy one handgun a month for a couple of years, I thought, right?
4: Right. Well, one new handgun, you could buy several used Mm. handguns. But anyway, it's so we decided that instead of looking at that as a restriction, we wanted to consider that a challenge and see how many of our listeners over the course of 12 months could buy a gun a month. So we came up with the gun a month challenge, and that's what that is. Uh, Vince gives us a special deal every month, and a Springfield XD9. $429, Four twenty nine. That's a great price.
1: And, and 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 that brings up you. You asked me before before we were on the air what my favorite gun is. <clears throat> um, I my concealed carry is from the state of Washington, from the county of Snohomish, uh, which which also has America's most concealed carry town. There's a town called Snohomish where I used to live. Fifty percent of the town had a concealed carry permit. The other fifty percent open carried. <laughs> I mean my barber, you know the 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 waiter, but I have a, a Springfield XDS in forty five, you know, which is that super um, narrow single stack forty five, and it's less than an inch wide. As a carry gun, love it. You know, it kicks like a donkey kicking a mule, but who cares? Because I've been to the range a whole bunch of times, and and I can shoot the weapon. Um, but you can't buy them in California because it doesn't have. A round end indicator. and Springfield's one of those companies that said, you know it's not worth it. We're not going to re-engineer. We're not going to go back to Croatia and tell a bunch of Croatian engineers to to um, add a feature that might only result in 500 guns being sold. So Californians are being screwed out of a really outstanding um, <clears throat> thin form factor forty five really? of of of, a, of, the, of the Springfield XD family and and I mean, if you if uh, if you're a lady and you like uh, a really good grip like that you can get XDs, and the XDSs the narrow ones are terrific my wife is a former and she carried a Sig 40 her her chief believed in you know if you're actually going to shoot someone <laughs> that you should put them down and so she she had a a Sig uh, uh what is 225 or the 220 yeah and so she's fought, she's, she, you know, she, she thinks 45 is normal, you know, and so even she can handle the XDS and 45. And so I, as it turns out, none of my guns were purchased in California. I only brought them in here, like the Steyr M9. That's a great Love gun. Love that gun. Really obscure. There, there was a run. It's
4: got
6: greater it ergonomics, like though.
1: High, terrific. Even for a lefty like me, terrific, terrific guns. Cabela's was selling them a couple of years ago because there was a run for like the Dubai Highway Patrol and they overran like 5,000 guns and it was the M9A1. But it was still the M9, the Steyr M9. And, you know, obviously you can't buy, couldn't buy that in California. Um, The XDS you can't buy in California. Uh, And correct me if I'm wrong, but the Smith & Wesson M&P you can't buy in California, right?
4: Some versions of them. It's easier to say what you can buy than what you can't buy. And, And here's the thing with that new roster list. Any gun store I walk into, all right, the first thing I do is I want to see your used guns because if it's a used gun, it could be something that was older or somebody, a police officer had it or whatever. It's something that's not on the list. This list has been stagnant for so long. Pretty much if you wanted to buy it and it's on the list, you already have it. So, you know, everybody has the same offerings. They all have your Glock 19, Glock 17. You know the the the, um, the Springfield offerings, uh, the CZs. I mean, everybody's got the same thing because that's all they can offer. So I always yeah. look for the used rack because that's where something's a little bit exciting is. It's, hey, that's what you have tip. to do. So so um, now one of the other things you talked, or we didn't talk on the air yet about it, but you were actually a captain captain in the National Guard, and uh, tell us a little bit about your involvement, because you actually have, and this is a radio guy, folks, this is, Brian Suits was a producer for the Kevin and Bean Show. Kevin and Bean is K-Rock, okay? Like, I'm a child of the 80s. Uh, I grew up with K-Rock from from Richard Blade, Mike the Hoser, I don't remember him, Noontime Show. Um, that was my involvement way back when. So I'm familiar with Kevin and Bean. It's funny that you're the producer there. And then you also have a bit of a different background for somebody who's in FM radio, starting back in 91 with the first Gulf War, right?
1: Um, yeah, out of college, <clears throat> I, I was a navy ROTC marine option. I thought I belonged in an F-18 growing up all my life well, who doesn't when i got to college at the washington state university just things kind of changed because seattle was starting to boom and all this So when i graduated uh i moved to seattle to become a civilian for a couple of years and it got it, it got old within a year and so I, I went in the army reserve to grad school and uh, within about six months uh, – and also I joined the Army Reserve because I sensed that Saddam was about to invade Kuwait, and I wanted to stand ready. And so sure enough, on schedule, he did. And uh, so I went to – I deployed with a <clears throat> Army Reserve general hospital, and I learned very quickly that MASH is a TV show, and it's fiction. As it turns out, Army doctors are the most informal people on Earth until there's a war they become gigantic asshats and so the call went out um that maneuver the seventh corps um which was first armored division second armored third armored division second cavalry they said hey we need more medics if you have medics they don't you're not they're not needed in a hospital uh have your medics pack their bags so i was a combat medic um, and so I went forward and I, I was issued an SUZU trooper and me and three guys, uh, um, we, and we still, by the way, we still had 1911s. So we had 45s, which was awesome. And, and so we went North and, and, and with our orders to second armored cavalry regiment, and we became, I was a medic in what's called a scout platoon. And the first thing that happened was somebody liberated me of my 45 and gave me a Beretta. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and I mean legally, the army said, <clears throat> "What's that?" And I said, "1911, uh, uh, the gun that won Okinawa." Maybe perhaps you've heard of it. And they said, "No, we mean, what's that ammo? We don't we don't have 45 anymore because you know the, you got to shoot what the army gives you." So that's why they took the our 1911s away. Um, and we had uh, we we had Ithacas, and the serial numbers went back to Korea, and then we had some. Uh, um, I want to say Westinghouse. There were, you know, obviously there were some non-gun people that that made 1911. Yeah, everybody, got, everybody got
4: involved in it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so we had a couple of those, and boop, they're gone. And then we were handed brand-new Berettas, and we said, ooh, sexy, Italian. What, what end does a bullet come out of, if, if it does? And, and uh, so we were handed the Berettas. And then so after the Gulf War, uh, I came back to Seattle, and a buddy of mine, lifelong friend, was the program director of K-Rock. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. me." And he said, all right, move to L.A. and produce my morning show. So that's how I got in radio. And a couple months into the gig, as as they say in radio, the Rodney King riots happened. So I had to come to work one morning at 4 a.m. in my uniform, my woodland BDUs. And I said, I forgot to mention, I'm in the National Guard. I'm in 160th uh, Infantry uh, up the road, and so I got to go. And so, uh, so that was a three-week uh, education. And and then, um, you know, I'm going uh, to I'm going gonna,
4: I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have you take a break right here. I would like to talk to you about what you saw, what you witnessed during that uh, civil unrest. Since, you know, the snowflakes seem to uh, keep wanting to burn things down or we have the uh, Black Lives Matter marches and everybody's just intent on burning their own city down. I'd like to talk to you about that as we come back from this. Folks, this is Philip and I'm on with Brian Suits. You can check him out at Connect pal.com dark secret place the maven.net coming up we'll be right back after this
2: Enter. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, by Evolution Sports in Redlands and CCW Safe. Spartans,
6: lay down your weapons! Persia!
4: Come and get them! Folks, Philip Naman, Firing Line Radio Show, and I'm welcoming back here Brian Suits. Brian Suits from the Dark Secret Place, um, great radio program. If you don't have his podcast, get it. It's at connectpal.com forward slash darksecretplace or themaven.net coming up here in April. Uh, Brian's got a great history, but what I really like about it and what I like about his show is that he brings you know, the real world stuff onto the air. And that's one of the things that sadly we don't hear enough about you. We see the talking heads on news trying to explain anything about firearms, anything about tactics. And, and that's why we have to buy a new television set is because we threw our shoe at it because they're so wrong and so ignorant of the facts that it hurts to try and watch uh, the modern news. So Brian has got a great program. I, I, listen to it all the time Uh, he actually was a bit of an inspiration for the firing line radio show uh, and uh, i want to thank him for that but he he was also his military background he was in the la riots and what i want to talk about is we saw a great disparity in results of the la riot between those who were armed and could defend their property and those who were victims and could not defend their property brian you want to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah, I wasn't physically present for the incident. My my battalion went to the Coliseum on the morning of day two. But uh, it, it, if if you recall the news at the time, uh, as as the, we're approaching Koreatown, um, a, a lot of the Korean shop owners uh, had rifles. They had AR-15 series, and of course they had Daewoo K2s, which you used to be able to buy in the U.S. quite a bit. I used to have one. It was like a poor man's Galil. It was a really, really cool rifle. It was like a Galil with AR-15. Um, but so they're on the roofs of their property-owned businesses waiting for authorities to show up and stop the uh, chaos on the streets. And authorities, LAPD, was backing off, um, and there wasn't enough army on the streets yet, not enough National Guard. And it was, I believe it was, he was on the city council at the time. But it was Zev Yaroslavsky, who recently retired from the county council. But he was the one who called um, the mayor. Uh, I, forget, I forget, I forget, I forget the mayor's name at the time. Was it Reardon? But he, he called. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Reardon. Yeah. yeah. Um And 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 he said, "This is to Get those people off. You know, they're they're just escalating the situation. Get police down there." And I know that um, the, the the LAP uh, were were very hesitant to execute those orders. They took hours to even show up, but um, uh, you know they successfully guarded their businesses. We we finally got our area on uh, late on day two, and one of the first things I I had a platoon sergeant who was <clears throat> I won't name the but he was he was. Uh, a, a patrol sergeant on a local uh, non-LA police department. And he went to his chief on day one of the riots. And he said, uh, I'm going to be called up one way or another. So I'm leaving. And so he, here he was leading us on day two. And he went up to the shop owners and he said, and he said, you know, and, and he, he did the, his combat patch on his right shoulder was the second infantry division from Korea. And he went up to the Koreans and he said, do you see this patch? yeah you said you were in korea and he and he said yeah and he i am not going to disarm you and he said if i'm ordered to disarm you i'm not going to disarm you he said if i'm given that order my radio is going to be broken um i'm uh and i'm going to be trying like hell to fix it but he said i'm not disarming you as long as you stay property uh and you use the weapons in self-defense <clears throat> no warning shots do not fire warning shots save your ammo and so um so that was an education to me. I was like, "Holy crap!" It, it, it was prior to President Bush declaring martial law. It was a guy who knew the law, um, and and he was standing up for um, for the private citizens and their private use of firearms. Uh, and he and he was he was African American. He was really um, he took very personally uh, the, the array that he was watching. And, and, but yeah, he went out of his way to tell these crew um, I am not your problem. Uh, he said, just don't make yourself my problem. And he said, you know, you can stay on your roof. And he said, don't, don't, uh, d- don't, it's you not know, a hunting scan expedition. down your front. Yeah. He said, do not scan, uh, with your front sight post. And he said, keep the weapon and at the, ready, um, or the high, high port or low ready, um, and my platoon sergeant said, don't accidentally flag my men with your muzzles. Don't scan with your front sight post. And he said, don't brandish the weapons. because That's a legal term. Uh, and he said, do not brandish the weapons. Hold them, um, either sling them over your shoulder or hold them at the low ready. Uh, and he said, it's not your job to let the looters see that you have weapons. And he said, it's our job to, uh, to stop them. And he said, you know, if we follow those rules, then we're all good. And uh, and it was it was a real lesson. I was really proud of the guy um, uh, because I was I wasn't quite eloquent enough in my civil rights in regards to the Second Amendment to articulate this thought in my head. And it really wasn't an issue uh, in America until you know the the mid nineties and the post guy at a time when the federal government or the state government can come in and take all kinds of rights from somebody. He was in uniform, showing me, teaching me a lesson that, that um, you know, if you support and defend the Constitution, if you if you took uh, an oath to support and defend the Constitution, then uh, you, then you do it. And uh, then we were, you know, President Bush declared martial law. <clears throat> we were federalized, as it's called, um, on like day four. So that's when they brought regular army and the Marine Corps into LA. And that's the the only constitutional scenario where you can do that um, is under martial law, um, because of Posse Comitatus, post Civil War, and all that. And that's why states have National Guard, so that the governor has an armed force um, for for civil unrest or you know post or San Francisco earthquake or whatever. But when when things got federalized, it was a different kind. Of, and I did not hear of any disarming after we were federalized, not the way we've heard about katrina um two thousand five where where local law enforcement from out of jurisdiction were disarming were going door to door disarming people that's That's very disturbing to me
4: absolutely, absolutely yeah, and you know in California, they have a couple of laws that they passed last year that you know uh, you can't suddenly find out that your guns were stolen. Um, because that's actually a misdemeanor for you if you didn't know right away. So when they come to your door and say, where is it? And you say, I don't know, it's stolen. Then they just arrest you for not knowing that. So, I mean, they've, they've put a lot of things in place here that could feed into it, the heavy hand of government. But let's talk about... A couple of other fun things let's talk about some shooting and talk about what you actually like now uh, off air i asked you a couple of questions about your favorite weapons and and you said your favorite weapon is a handgun in 45 you pick the flavor they're all great but how about your rifle that was kind of unique with uh, some of the comments you had about your rifle
1: i For ergonomically even as even as a, even as a, as a lefty um, I, I like the M4 because I—that's trained to shoot. And as a lefty, you give up quite a bit. You have to mm-hmm. learn um, how, how to work around the charging handle and things like that. So I, I love the M4. If I was right-handed, like all you right-handed AR shooters, you know that ergonomically, it's—it's it's the most brilliantly designed, um, <clears throat> you know, weapon over the past fifty years. It's—it's it's astounding. Uh, but as, you know what as you need, lefty,
4: But you know what you need, Brian. You need to take a look at the ad core upper. It's got a non-reciprocating reversible forward charging handle. All your problems will be solved. You'll still kick it out. You know, the, the shell still go out in front of your face, but, uh, the charging handle is on the forearm and it's non-reciprocating and it's ambidextrous and it's a piston, it's a piston, uh, Gun that has like a nine inch, nine inch. Um, sorry, my medication's kicking in here. It's got a nine inch piston rod. It runs unbelievably true, and uh, no recoil. So I'll put I'll, uh, well, it together. Let's and here's the thing:
1: I've well, no, I, yeah, I know that upper, and it's just, it's frankly, I'll tell you uh, the, what I do. But I I've converted all my M4, all my ARs, including my three cats to piston uh, to the Adams Arms. Piston, aftermarket piston, uh, Mm -hmm. or there used to be a great company called Osprey in Southern California, which I think now they're gaspiston.com, but it's a terrific low form factor piston. But I looked at my choices for uh, as a lefty for how to uh, close the bolt and uh, how to pull the charging handle or, or clear a stoppage or misfire. I didn't like any of them. And so I I'm revealing to you that I have applied and I'm gonna get a provisional patent uh on a left handed charging handle that's a straight pull charging but if you're a lefty, you keep your left hand on the pistol grip in battle, keep your cheek weld if you want even, but with your hand without pinching anything, you know, which is always what you have to you have you need your thumb and your forefinger, you just manipulate an AR charging handle. Yeah. No, not on mine. On mine, you just an open palm. You slap it backward, index finger, whatever. Your the stump of your hand, whatever you have. Um, and what's the reason? And I'm partnering with a Rialto-based gun shop. You
4: know, I need to. I need the to. The reason that I need did to it. Hold off right here, and we'll pick it up on the next break, folks. This is Philip Naaman, Firing Line Radio Show with Brian Suits. We'll be right back after this.
5: If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. visit ccwsafe.com today am
0: 590
2: the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by prado olympic shooting park in chino and vortex optics vortex the force of optics
6: are you not entertained are you not entertained is this not why you are here
2: Hey folks, welcome back to
4: Firing Line Radio Show. I know you're being entertained because I have a great guest and that's kind of the whole secret to the show is always have great guests and then you're always entertained. But as you just heard as we went off the air, uh, Brian Suits from The Dark Secret Place and TheMaven.net. Um, has done a little bit of engineering which is really kind of interesting so those of you who are left-handed yes i usually make fun of you but for those of you who are left-handed he actually has a patent in on a left-hand charging handle which can be used ambidextrously left or right uh, for your ar-15 upper and you know, Brian, if you're a left handed shooter shooting an AR fifteen, you have a lot of issues. You were just kind of talking about what happens if you have a jam or a double feed and the problems you have uh, clearing a weapon as a left hander as opposed to the way the the gun was designed for, for right handers. Pick it up from there if you would please.
1: Well, and the gist of this was a very hard lesson to learn a rock. That's, um, if you're a lefty and you're walking around and as usual you're surrounded by kids, If your if your trigger finger is outside the trigger loop where it ought to be, and your weapon is on safe, then okay, all is well and fine. You're looking over here, looking over there, um, and you take your hand off the take your eyeballs off of the situation immediately around you. Iraqi knew how to operate m M4, and one of my men who was left-handed, and I'm not to send a metaphor. I don't mean this not a for me. One of my men who was left-handed, had his weapon, um, you know, he was ready to go on safe, finger on the trigger loop, and a kid reached over and flipped his selector to semi and the trigger. And had the, guy, the kid's dad saw what happened, and the kid's dad beat the out of him for us. Um, at that point, I realized that the Army let us leave the United States without instruction for lefties. But we went to some ranges, and we had a range, of, and and so we started a new carry for lefties. Um, and that was, if you, you put the selector halfway between safe and semi, um, it's still on safe. Until it clicks, it's safe. So what right. we did was, I, I instructed my lefties to do, and we called it safe and a half. So we put it on safe and a half, and we put a higher palm off for the uh, select. Olympic arms of Tacoma, and we got ambidextrous uh, safe uh, selectors mailed to us. And They were not on both sides. They're just the kind that they have the detent parts of the, of the guts. And we, we had a party one night. We took our lowers apart, we, and we put selectors for left-handed people for a left-hand sum. Uh, was, uh, my, my lesson there was the Army doesn't care about lefties, and neither did Eugene Stoner. And so I got over my bitterness, and um, and and there were loads of uh, like the first big firefight we were in was eight hours long, and it it just it just, <clears throat> it just um, concentrated, with the AR series of venting the exhaust uh, gas back into the <laughs> receiver. Um, but thing thing two for lefties, it just um, it, it just uh, you know put a fine the fact that the, the weapons big Achilles seal for a lefty comes out of the charging handle and clearing a stoppage. And so I don't know why it took me fifteen well not fifteen years. It took me ten years. But um I, I just I, I just had this idea um and I tried it out and I gave it there, there's a legendary who's in Holland I gave him a couple and I gave a couple uh to Naval Special Warfare in Coronado and they can't run them on government guns. They run them on their private and far. Uh, most of these guys are right-handed. They all said, yep, I want one. I'm keeping it. And, and so they, got their, they get the first prototype. But because I, it, works,
4: it works as an ambidextrous. Um, it works as ambidextrous. What about this? Yeah. Now, in California, to make your AR-15 California compliant, and actually, you know, I think there's some great innovations that are happening. My guest next week... My guests next week. I've got a great idea uh, where you can keep your current configuration, use a fixed magazine, and it loads as fast as a uh, as a magazine change. So that's coming on. Is negative. that
1: the thing? Is, is that the thing for Mean Mean Arms in Georgia?
4: You know, I was going to not drop the name, but that's them, baby. They're coming oh. on here next week.
1: You, you, uh. you can you can out. I saw that. That is that is the private market answering Sacramento. That's that is called innovation versus Gavin Newsom. Exactly, Kevin De Leon.
4: And so here's what I'm thinking is now if you want to keep your firearm in the right in the same condition, you know, boom, you put in a fixed ten round hex mag, and that's how you can keep it charged and keep it going. It's ten rounds. You're totally legal. You can keep the t- total configuration. You cannot remove the box magazine, but you can load it in a reasonable time. You know, if the zombie apocalypse happens and you have to do what you have to do, then that's something different. But um the other thing is if somebody wants to do something like that Gorilla Grip, you know, they have that fin in the middle, uh, that's going to alter how you have to handle your gun, especially for stoppages and clearances. And so maybe having a charging handle you can use ambidextrously with the new Cal-compliant configuration could be a great benefit for people.
1: Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. And, and when we start mass producing, they'll be sold in California first. And I've seen a lot of crazy uh, systems for complying with California 2018 one of them absolutely you know rear retention pin out every time you want to yeah, reload ridiculous. the weapon I I am still oh, waiting I, I look at some of those I came home went to the gun show in Lancaster I came home I told my wife one guy was selling you know what before I ever put one of those in my ARs we're moving we're moving back to the state of Washington where suppressors are legal and uh, so, so yeah, that's that's the deal that I have with California. It's not
4: it's not a suppressor. It's a hearing protector. It's a barrel attached I mean, hearing protector. Um,
1: you know, it's interesting. We had that we went through quite a struggle with a liberal former attorney governor of the state of Washington. And we wound up with a raft of police chiefs signing a document telling her the people who can pass the background checks for suppressor are not a problem in fact, these help rifle ranges stay quiet. Um, and one of my officers from my infantry battalion, uh, Matt Shea, Representative Matt Shea, uh, he, he ran when we got back, very, very, he's the most virulent pro-gun elected official in America um, named Matt Shea um, from Spokane. Sounds he like a private detective. Bill. <clears throat> Matt Shea. Um, he wrote the bill, Matt Shea, he wrote the bill and then we went to the governor and you know, there's uh, arrest amongst us um, to to pass the the check to get a suppressor. Uh, uh, you're not a dirtbag. You're you're abiding citizen. It's like you your CCW. It it, it's like-,
4: like the people who have a CCW are not the issue.
1: And we legal her, and she said, "Oh, okay." And instead of waiting for it to time out and just de facto became law, she signed it. She said, "Yeah, you know, this makes. I'm signing it." And it was, it was a model. If I thought there was one – you could actually have a rational argument to, I would get more uh, upset about literally nobody in Sacramento who uh, will talk about weapons, and I blame the Republicans. And and this is something I've seen sort of party-wide is uh, help us get those darn Democrats. We have to take Sacramento back. And then they get up there, and they know that they don't matter. They know the Democrats have a supermajority, and the Republicans are like – the team that they act like they're, they're
4: yeah. I mean, it's like it's like even in even on the federal level, you know, put them in, and then you have somebody like um, Mitch McConnell or, as we like to say, Sponge Chin Square Pants. Um, they're totally they're the ones who are who are blocking everything that should be passing.
1: Well, they're they their own the problem. Answer, the answer is if you want to just ignore the Republicans, um, that's not a problem. The, the way for the NRA in California, California gun enthusiasts to do it, or pardon me, I should say civil rights enthusiasts from the, from the Bill of Rights, is you engage Democrat Hispanics. Because Democrat Hispanics, they might vote Democrat, but on issues like legally owned firearms, they're very uh, pro-Second Amendment. Uh, and you get them and say, hey, you call Kevin DeLeon. Don't—not me. When Brian Suits calls Kevin DeLeon, he doesn't take the call, but when one of his constituents calls him and says, hey, uh, look, I'm all for high-speed rail and other waste of money, but don't take my gun rights away. And that's something that the the GOP is not doing, but the NRA, if they were smart in California, they would look at the demographics and realize huge pro-gun lobby that's not being utilized.
4: One of many. One many. Hey, I want to thank my special guest here, Brian Suits. Hopefully, we can do this again, Brian. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Brian Suits, the Dark Secret Place, the Maven starting here in in April. Um, you know, we we have thirty seconds left, so I'm gonna let you finish off the show, and um, you know, just make me look good, Brian.
1: It's been a pleasure being on your show. Have you, yeah, call me anytime uh, for 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 questions or answers or whatever, and uh, love love to be. Yeah, there are. There are some of us in Hobbit, um who are very, very pro-gun, very conservative, pro-second amendment, and uh, for for a lot of for a lot of people, they don't feel like they can speak out. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're we're we're,
4: we're, the we're voice. just undercover. We're the voice. Thank you again. You guys have a great weekend. Philip Naaman signing off. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't
3: talk.
2: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics.